ACASTCAST. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Music. Horror. Art. KOKW calling. I'm on international frequency. Come in. You know, what is this? What does this represent? Uh, because this isn't just about soda. Hello, beans. This is Dave. And hello. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Don't judge me. Hello. Want to apologize. Right from the start, on my uh, distracted abilities on this show, and uh, it's a lot going on. We had a full house of people, and we're trying to do a waxed, waxed teeth episode with Lydia on her latest pick, which was Fade to Black, 1980s. A shy, lonely film geek goes on a killing spree against those who bully and browbeat him. While at the same time, he stalks his idol, a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Uh, definitely some interesting takes in this movie. A young Mickey Rourke. And uh, I believe the lead, yeah, the lead guy is Dennis Christopher. If you remember the It miniseries, Stephen King's It, he plays Eddie Spaghetti Kasprak. Um, and he is our killer in this movie, Fade to Black. Uh, I have to apologize. I mean, there wasn't a whole lot of content to go on in this one. So the episode itself just gets kind of scattered. And it's all my fault. I'm completely distracted. I have a lot going on right now. And um, times like these, when you are in the place I'm in, you rely on your friends. And Lydia Peaver and Arvin Clay stepped up to the plate, and I appreciated their help here and got through this one. And uh, not going to say I recommend Fade to Black, but you know what? For a party movie, want to play some MST together? Go for it. Uh, this one was directed by, oh boy, this poor soul. Vernon Zimmerman, hmm, who knows, uh, he may be successful, I, I kind of think more for you on that one, um, but we did have a house full of people, uh, Taddy stopped by, and, um, 
that's about that. And uh, just being in the mood that I'm in, I'm going to play something to fit my mood off of the Electronic Saviors um, compilation album, band called Unit 187, and this is Second Class Citizen.
right, we're back here uh, with Lydia Peaver and Arvin Clay and myself on another edition of Wax Teeth. And we had another interesting one. <laughs> How you doing, Lydia? Pretty good, pretty good. It was my pick, this movie. Uh, I apologize to those who <laughs> didn't like it. I don't, well, I'll, I'm going to let Arvin take the, take the wheel on that. Oh, I, I mean, I, I didn't. I didn't dislike it. It, it was, um, it, it was a, it was an odd duck because it was, uh, it was definitely, um, it was a pre-slasher film, but you know, a decent, uh, decent body count. Uh, and there were weird little like bits and bobs of it that were uh, kind of strange because it was like, there were new wave elements to it, but it was definitely like a disco soundtrack at, at parts. It was, <laughs> you know, it, but it, it was just, it was kind of a strange little um, collection of, uh, of, a, of a film. Yeah, no, I agree. Now, it you, is strange. Now, Lydia, you, you were going to kind of back out on this one because you said it was dated. Yeah, it, it definitely is. Uh, it didn't hold up or anything, but really it's another um, example of uh, just a uh, great idea poorly executed. Yeah, and I found one of the reasons I wanted to backpedal out of it um, was <laughs> no, it's not. It's not polarizing enough. You're not gonna love it, love it, love it, and you're not gonna hate it, hate it, hate it. Which is always fun for discussion. You're just kind of gonna be like, like, yeah, there's some really cool bits, and there's some not so cool bits. It's kind of meh. Meh. <laughs> wow. Well, that's a good way to put it. That's a good yeah, way to put it. Now, yeah. th- now we have to talk about who who made this film because I don't know the director. Uh, but we recognize what's his name? Is it Dennis Christopher? Or Christopher Dennis? Yeah. Dennis Christopher. Right. Yeah. And did he not play Eddie Kasprak, Eddie Spaghetti, in the It miniseries for made for television? He did. Um, I wouldn't have recognized him right off. I found right, that via Wikipedia. It was his voice. Sure. His voice gave it away. Yeah. But yeah, I was... like his voice. I think it fits. I think it makes him extra creepy. There's a lot of really creepy bits in this film, and maybe it it only wears on you with repeated viewings. I've watched this movie... Maybe 20 sometimes. Wears on you. Really? Uh, I see Crispin Glover as a good uh, remake person if they want to do it right and up to date. (laughs) I'm glad you brought up the remake thing because I was worried I'd sound like a remake junkie with me wanting to remake every movie for no reason. Mm -hmm. Um, It would serve well with an update, I think, with better lighting, better technique. Not that there's anything wrong with the movie. A Christian Slater type character. But it would be. It could be. Yeah. Yeah, somebody that's just been uh, you know crapped on in Hollywood for years and years, working in the back lots, and decides to take things up. I mean, with a good budget, you could have a lot of fun with that. Because all right, let's we should actually give the sort of synopsis here. Fade to black. Uh, how do we explain this? A guy, well, yeah, works the back lots as a movie distributor. I guess he was like yeah, a go courier, a courier, yeah. and um, he uh, takes the movies into his own hands and takes out people using different roles and. Uh, and anywhere from uh, the Mummy to uh, he did a lot of Cagney, didn't he? He did, and, yeah. and Dracula. Yeah, Dracula, and specifically uh, the Christopher Lee Dracula, not the uh... right. Rather hokey, but it was a dated movie. Up to date, yeah, you could do something with this, I think. Yeah, and uh, there was um, oh god, Frightener Twenty Two is a movie reviewer on YouTube, and I've watched a couple of reviews of this movie through the years and recently too since we're going to be covering it and he pointed out the Scream franchise sort of has that same shtick yeah Um, yeah. yeah. you have to know a lot about movies to get all the subtlety and all the fun out of it I couldn't see this being that interesting to a casual viewer or someone with no interest in movie history right yeah true true 
Uh, now this was what 1980. This came out. Yeah. And I, I guess it saw some theater presence. <laughs> I don't know if it, it what did. Kind of, and yeah. I was five. I don't remember. Yeah, I was I was ten at that point. Uh, I think honestly, like, um, oh, I, I, the reason they couldn't just we were just talking about this all the um, the amount of release forms that would have to be signed to get all that footage and all the, the uh, permits and God knows what because I mean they had creature from the black lagoon scenes, Night of the Living Dead. You know, things that are... Some are public domain, I guess. Yeah, Living Dead is. Living is Dead. But yeah. others, not so much, I don't think. I mean, but you could... It could be amazing. I just don't know how they could do something like this uh, now. Too many too many hoops to jump through, you know? Yeah. But definitely a fun idea. Too many hoops to jump through, and I think having those movies and other directors or actors attached to the idea that someone's going to be so desensitized by these films that they're going to run around dressed up as these characters and kill people that right. wrong them yeah. is a sticky situation. Yeah, we were just talking about Columbine a little bit ago and copycats and things like that. It's unfortunate people have such a, I don't know, peanut brains that they will go out and do this sort of thing now and ruin it for everybody. But yeah, there's there's a lot of that, unfortunately. I, yeah, yeah. I think I could see copycats doing it. But oh, we we also brought up another movie that um, maybe we should all watch at some point. But uh, Maniac, which was just remade. Uh, with, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I I was a big fan of the Savini, uh, the first one. I forget who played Maniac though. Do you remember that guy's name? Joe uh, Joe Spinelli. Yeah, very good. From yes. uh, yeah. Uh, uh, Rocky. You know? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. And then um, now, uh, what's his face? The uh, Hobbit plays Elijah Wood. Elijah Wood this time around, yeah. and Arvin says it's creepy. Yeah, it's creepy. It's atmospheric. It's, uh, it's it, it was a worthy remake. Yeah. So I guess sometimes a remake is worthwhile. Oh, definitely. And I'd like to see Elijah Wood in another creepy, scary role. I like him like that. Yeah, he was good. Oh yeah, Sin, Sin City. City. Yeah. yeah. He was yeah. very creepy in that. Um, actually, speaking of creepy, I have to go grab something real quick. If you just want to talk to Arvin real quick, I'll be right back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking of creepy, here, talk to Arvin. That's, um... <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm pretty creepy, too. Let's be creepy. Right on, right on, yeah. No. Right so, the, did you enjoy the film from beginning to end? A lot of people have trouble with the end of it. Uh, no, I mean, like, we, we were kind of debating whether it was going to be the King Kong ending, where he falls off, or if it was going to be the, um, the made it my top of the world, um, yeah. sort of, uh, sort of thing. But, uh, but no, I mean, like, it, it was, you know, I think if I, if I had seen this in, like, the 80s and I had been, like, um, super, uh, super young, like, I, I probably would have been a little more fixated on it. I think now, um... My the, the unfortunate um, uh, problem with age and you know refining tastes is that you know you see something like this and you're you're so like well it was okay but you know I've definitely seen better but I mean it wasn't it wasn't bad like I I, I wasn't like I didn't feel tortured watching I mean th there was a little bit of the mystery science theater uh, going on oh, while yeah. we were watching yeah. it but uh, but yeah it was, it was fun it was it was uh, it was enjoyable I didn't definitely don't feel like I wasted my night watching it yeah. <laughs> oh good but no it seems to be really fifty fifty like I said it's no yeah. one really you know, hates it or loves it, but I don't know. Maybe it's that I've repeatedly watched it since I discovered it in the mid nineties that it just hasn't, that luster hasn't entirely worn off there. It apparently has a cult following. I don't know this cult. Do you know this cult? <laughs> yeah. None of you my house. Heard of this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, you know, actually speaking of cults, I got, I haven't talked to you since I finished reading your book, which is sitting right here. Ah. Uh, yeah. Night face. Yeah, man. I really enjoyed that. 
Thank you. Yeah, and I got to tell you, it doesn't happen often, but a book actually I, I, it made me gag at one point. Oh, what part yeah, was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was just a moment. I, I, I don't know what. Uh, well, I don't want to give it away, but we'll just say it has to do with eating, eating entirely. Oh, okay. Yeah, that was intense. So, yeah, I'm somebody glad gets that consumed, I'm... and somebody gets consumed. It's not just the, these vampires are not Twilight vampires. They're no, nowhere even close. It was such a refreshing change, and uh, I mean, really, I could see this thing as a, a Broadway play. I could see it on the big screen, and but like I said, you painted a new picture of evil. You created a new kind of monster. Thank you. That's that was a goal. Yeah, you did it. And and it gets worse, you know. Yeah. Well, I got, I got to tell you, I, yeah, I like to hear that. I saw that you had like three book covers on um, on Facebook. I was a little confused. You have three three of them now? No. Uh, what that is, is yeah. just today it was um, updated and released on Amazon. Okay. Is a new cover for the first installment of Night Face. Okay. And it's just that it was a little bit high concept gotcha. for a debut from an unknown author. Pardon me, I'm going to cough. I know That's it. all right. You know, well, Lydia's a little under the weather right now. But you, you do sound like... Cold. You sound like... You sound a lot happier than the last time I talked to you. I guess good things have been happening, or... Oh, everything's pretty much even keel. I'm not as tired today. Okay. I had a lot of sleep in. It's my weekend right now, so it's my late Sunday afternoon, oh, so I've had a lot of rest. Oh, I see. Okay, I'm jealous. Yeah. i got to get up in a few hours, but that's me. <laughs> oh, yeah, I get up in a few hours, too, but that's that's all right. It's also maybe the excitement of having the new book and uh, having released the new cover on, on Facebook and being able to talk to the model because I shot the photo, and it was an unrelated um, photo shoot that just happened to have blood pouring out of her mouth. <laughs> and so, yeah, I'm happy. The model's happy. Publisher's happy. You, you, have, Arvin's, happy. you have Arvin's attention right now. Yeah, I, I have photo shoots like that all the time where blood accidentally runs out of people's mouths. <laughs> and... Um, it's uh, you know it's used to great effect. It's uh, yeah. It's, it's it was kind of cool the the way that like when you when you shoot one project, um, and you don't realize that that can actually be the uh, the starting point for something entirely different. Like, I I love that. I, I love the I love being able to go back to my archives of photos and like oh my gosh yeah you know what this thing that I shot you know on a whim three years ago is actually perfect for this right now. It's totally cool. I love that stuff. Like, yeah, you should hear what he's working on now that I can't say anything about, but definitely uh, some live-action monsters, I, I, I guess. It's oh, yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, a, it's just just a cool little short film idea that I have that it, it's all inspired by something from the Stan Winston School of Character Arts and some videos that they've released because they're like the best like trainers for special effects makeup anywhere right now. And so yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited. I'm gonna uh, just shoot at this wall, and it's totally cheap because everything's done with plastic bags. Oh, <laughs> plastic oh my bags. god! Yeah, now no, she's. That sounds like a fun project. Yeah, yeah. See? yeah. It, it does. You want to tell her a little more? Or you don't want to go. Yeah, there? no, no. I mean, it's totally fine. Like I, I basically, I just moved into this uh, this space that it's more or less like an old brewery. So parts of it are, are apartments. Uh, other parts, uh, it's referred to as the dead zone because there's nothing that can happen in there. It's, it's like moldy and falling apart and stuff like that. So I was thinking about it, and I was like, you know, I really want to go in and shoot, like, big tentacled monsters coming out of walls here and, like, just light it right and slime it up because it would look perfect. So I think I'm just going to do, like, a short, like, found footage sort of movie of, like, some people exploring this building and, like, finding this shit, you know? So it's... Very uh, cool. It'll... I love cool. I love that about abandoned places or places under construction. Like most people would walk into a place like that and be like, "Well, someone's got to clean this stuff up." And like artists will walk in and be like, "Don't touch a thing." Mm -hmm. Right, right. I'm still gonna make tentacles come out of that wall. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Bingo. Yeah. 
I, yeah, I can't wait to see this. He told me this on like on the car ride over here, actually. And I, I, I've been picturing this ever since. I, I get visions of the movie The Being, of course, with oh, yeah. the tentacle creature running around through a warehouse, which, uh, yeah, you could easily do better than they did in that movie. But, yeah, that's another one I'd love to yeah. see, actually, given some uh, justice. But, but yeah, so uh, Fade to Black. I don't know that I want to rate it, because it's, like, uh, it's kind of like it, it's its own thing. I don't want to say it's a 10. I don't want to say it's a 1. It's just a great idea that, you know, just didn't, you know, get the justice it deserves. So, I I don't know. If, um, do you think this is something somebody's going to touch someday, or is it pretty much going to fade and that's the end of it? Is it going to fade to black? Mm-hmm. Um, well, you know what I, I think it is? It's it's a it's a decent, like, afternoon popcorn movie. Yeah. You know, like, if someplace, like, you know, we have this local theater called the Hollywood Theater, uh, where, where they do a lot, you know, they show a lot of old old movies there. Um, like, that, that's the kind of movie that I'd love to see at the Hollywood, you know, Um just playing with like an audience and just watching and kind of enjoying the uh, the, the the fun of the film. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah, I've definitely seen worse films though. Oh you know yeah, what I mean? oh yeah, That's for sure. Even on Netflix, I mean, oh, uh, yeah. yeah, I was looking for Eyes of Laura Mars, and it's not a um, it's not something I can get on Netflix yet, and yet you guys can get that on streaming. Yeah. Interesting how they have it different there. Oh yeah, it's, it's not it's not on my streaming. I was trying to get it all for like a week and a half. I can get the disc, but it was too late. So now we just relied on Fade to Black, which again, <laughs> yeah. And, and our copy was really funny because it, it was like literally sourced from a VHS. Like it was sourced and digitized from a VHS. Yes. So it was like watching it um, on a VCR minus the scan lines. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. cool. Yeah, I still have, I have a VHS copy, and I watched it on YouTube actually, which is kind of cool. That and is... it's probably the exact same copy you guys saw. <laughs> probably, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it was like an hour and a half, hour and yeah, twenty minutes yeah, yeah. or so. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely good. Um, so, uh, what else have you been up to, Lydia? You, you, I don't know if you're at liberty to talk about what you were doing prior to me calling you up. You said there's, uh, yeah, yeah. I was answering some um, uh, interview questions uh, for an upcoming interview. I'm, I'm not going to say where, just because okay. you never know. You right, know, I right. wouldn't want it to. You know, maybe my computer will catch fire and the interview will happen. <laughs> I don't know. But um, <laughs> I had a reading last weekend with Postscripts to Darkness. Oh, I'm going to cough again. That's okay. One second. All right, we'll just talk over your coughing. <laughs> In my hands oh. here, I have... Oh, well, we'll talk about that later. Do you know what that is? Oh. Yes. You know what that is? That's uh, Heather's band. Oh, right on. Yeah, Heavy Radio. Um, that Also, too, I don't know, uh, we're supposed to play a song of hers on there, but she has to pick it out, so... Okay. Uh, I should go get her, actually, bring her in the room, uh, yeah. say hello. He- Heather is here with us. Yeah, I know. I want to know oh, what she wait, thought oh, of Fade to Black. Oh, wait. Right? Here she is now. Yeah. I didn't have to get her. <laughs> Hi, hey. Lydia. Welcome Hi, back. Hi, Heather. How are you? I'm good. How are you? That was a very I'm... weird mu- movie you made us watch. <laughs> <laughs> did you like it at all? I actually did, yeah. It was it was interesting. I liked it that they showed the old clips of the movies and stuff for the characters he was, like, imitating. It was kind of cool. That's my absolute favorite part of the movie. Aside from some of the film references that I don't get. Yeah. I'm not 55. I mean, <laughs> some of those are really old movie references. I oh, like yeah. his laughter. He would just bust out and after he would murder somebody. <laughs> You're into that. Creepy. Yeah. Yeah, no, she likes that. Every time there's laughter in a movie, that shouldn't have laughter. Yeah. That's, your, that's your thing, yeah. But we were just He's almost got this like male version of Sherry Moon's Zombie's creepy laugh, doesn't he? Oh, yeah, I can see that. Eddie Fassbrack, Eddie Spaghetti. I can see that. We were just talking about this uh, this disc right here. You have to pick a song that we're going to put on this uh, episode. Oh. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Does it look familiar? Yeah. Yeah. 
She won't even acknowledge her, uh, her own <laughs> band. I don't know which one you want to Well, you know which one's my favorite on there. What? But it's one? the same one. You, you always pick it out. I don't remember which one. Peacock. Uh, Non-Shipping Peacock. Yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. play like... We haven't played a Heather Taddy song yet, so we may do that this episode. Plastic Bubbles is good. Plastic Bubbles. I'm yeah. gonna head out there. You're heading out right yeah. now? Alright, well, I'm glad that you, you swung oh. by anyway. Yeah. Well... It's good to see you. I guess uh, we'll say goodnight. Goodnight, Hi. goodnight, goodnight. Good, night. good to see you. I should go say goodbye good to Shane. We're, we're saying goodbyes here. <laughs> good right night, back. Heather. I shall Bye. Return. Arvin, take the mic. Oh, um, <laughs> give me the mic so I can burst like a bubble. Um, I like how it falls on you every time. Arvin. Take the mic. Take the mic. Well, I don't know yeah. what to do with the mic. Um, yeah. That's yeah. awkward. <laughs> That's totally awkward sauce. Um, That's okay. But since, since David David has defected, um, I'll finish where I left off before I started coughing like a fool. Yeah. Um, I had a reading of a horror story called Crocodile Rot that appeared in Dark Moon Digest issue 10. I guess it came out in, in January of this year. And I was reading for another anthology that I'll be in published in this coming October but I didn't want to read that story and sort of give everything away. So I read something completely un- unrelated. And it happened to deal a lot with um, intravenous drug use and zombies. So it's a zero-day zombie story told from the perspective of junkies in somewhere like downtown Lower East Side, Vancouver. Um, so it had like some social issues, things. And that caught the attention of a reviewer for Speculating Canada which I wasn't going to say who, who I was doing an interview with, but yeah, yeah. it's a nice long form meaty interview. The kind that I really, you know, we get to talk about where writing influences come from and passion and social issues. It's kind of cool. That's awesome. Yeah. It is totally, totally rad. I, I, um, uh, I, I actually really, really like that, that idea, the, the idea that the zombies meeting up with, well, other zombies, you know, like, uh, because, I mean, IV drug users are total, like, they're, they're their own sort of uh, 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 kind of zombie, you know. Um, and so that that's that, that's really, really cool. I'd actually really like to read that story. The parallels are easy to draw, yeah. for sure. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And not like the heavy lifting was done for me. I mean, it's it's uh, it was still a really fun story to write, a really dark story i guess but yeah and it has to do with the crocodile have you ever researched that drug crocodile from russia oh that's the one that uh it's the uh, synthetic drug that more or less rots you from the inside is that is that the one yeah with bones will be showing through huge lesions and such yeah yeah well your skin like literally like liquefies like it's it's like i've seen pictures where it just looks like it's dripping like wax like it's it's scary stuff Horrifying! Oh, completely horrifying! Yeah, that was. Uh, I was inspired by uh, Ron McKenzie, the office manager of Rumor Magazine, brought it up a couple years ago on a forum. Uh, I guess at the time it was the Rumor forums, and uh, I was just fascinated. I was. I, I voraciously consumed all media on that drug I could within about a week. <laughs> it's gross. We were uh, David just. Uh, yeah, I'm back. I'm back. Uh, Sorry about that. We we were talking about that uh, that hey, hey. insane um, Russian drug, uh, crocodile. The the one that more like, it's it's a synthetic drug that kind of like rots you from the inside. It kind of Whoa. liquefies your skin. It's, yeah, it's it's, like it's nuts. 
That was cool. You know, certain spiders do that yeah. to digest you. Yeah. Inside. Yeah. Ooh, nasty. Yeah. Okay, well, that's uh, well. Her book actually hits on moments like that. <laughs> I, I can't give away anything because it's very. This your characters are you know it's like maybe four to five main characters, so I can't really say too much without giving stuff away. But just great horror. That's all I'm gonna say. Nightface is so good. Uh, Lydia, do you do comic books at all? Are you into them at all? I know you're around them a lot. No, I yeah, I am around them a lot. I like them. Um, when I was in graphic design in 1994, I did a couple panels. For, as a project, uh, so I, I'd like the idea, but I haven't gone into that. I actually picked up. Uh, um, oh my god, I'm gapping out on the guy's name, and that's just te- definitely embarrassing. But how to write for comic that. books is a book that I picked up recently. I don't know. I might do it eventually. No, I was just curious about that because there's some interesting ones out there. There's like a couple of reboots recently of the ones that got me started. And I'm going to show Arvin, and you're going to laugh at me for being a comic book geek, but you'll know that right away. Constantine oh, yeah. is back. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah. and yeah, yeah. Hand, hand in hand with Swamp Thing, oh. which were the two that got me into comic books to begin with, and they're doing justice to those. Uh, they're reboots. They're great, part of the New 52 and all that, but Constantine, you know the movie probably with Keanu Reeves. Um, I love that movie, yeah. It's a great movie, but yeah, he looks nothing like Keanu Reeves. He actually looks more like, um, uh, what's his face, uh, from... Um, Lost Boys. Um, help me out here. Keith Reaming? Yeah. He, yeah, he looks like him more. I was actually thinking yeah. more James Marsden. That's like another that, one that's, good one. Yeah. You know. He definitely looks more like that. Constantine, yeah. But they, yeah, those two comic book reboots are like my favorite thing in comics right now. And I've been out of it for a long time. But it pulled me right back in. So that's just, yeah. I, comic book day. I went to that and I just got all kinds of free stuff. But yeah. But that's that. Um, now, when do we see Night Face, your, second, your next book? <sighs> it's gonna be a while. Yeah, I'm still writing it. I'm more than halfway through it now. I have a lot of transcribing to do right now because I write longhand. Okay. And I just finished writing a scene that was quite taxing for me, mm. um, just because it didn't it didn't come out right. And I know it'll get cleaned up when I transcribe it. So I thought I'd take a break from writing now, transcribe everything, which always helps. Uh, my word count will increase when I start writing again because it's it's very inspiring to get it all down to the computer and start kind of hacking away at it loosely. Because I'm trying to get it as much as I can without editing so okay. I can get it done, right? Is this, like, pretty much all written in your head already or is it the story changing? Completely, no. The story's not really changing. Luckily, it can. Um, and it has, like, subtly a, little, a few tiny things, especially okay. in dialogue. But, no, the whole story's written in my head it's been written in my head for at least a year i outlined it all to my editor tobin elliott um last year in a phone call and yeah it hasn't changed much since what i told him cool well yeah i would love to see arvin working on the movie for uh for your book man you'd have a ball with it you got to read this book i will will. it's it's a lot of fun i I mean it took me a while to read it because i was reading so much other stuff I also turned Arvin on to something else in the car recently. This is a, a no-brainer, but um, I know I know you like that I Parasite uh, show I did. Yeah, you, you dug them, right? Um, I did. Because Arvin's also very much into the industrial thing as myself, and uh, we're harking back to an oldie but a new one now. Filter, the new Filter, is out. Oh yeah, and I love it. I absolutely love that album. I, I love the whole thing. I bought the disc. I, I actually went out and bought it. Um, it's so good. I mean, just if you like Richie Patrick, of course. I haven't had a chance to listen to the entire thing with any sort of attention. Okay. I wish. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it was hard for me to. Yeah. The new Skinny Puppy is the most recent thing that I've listened to beginning to end 
and, and picked up a copy of to listen to specifically. Arvin? Uh, uh, and adored. But I haven't picked up the new filter yet. Um, Arvin, I, you want to elaborate on that? I didn't even know that came out already. Oh, yeah, yeah. That, that's That's been out for a couple of months uh, now. Um, it. Weapon. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a, um, it's, it's a, well, it's, it's, it's a, it's a great record. It's like a really, really good return to form for them. Um, it was, um, like, basically what they did, what was cool about it was they used mostly old equipment on this, uh, on this thing. So it was like all the equipment that they were using from, like, their first records, they just sort of, like, dug out and, and used to compose this. So it has a really, really cool vibe to it. I like to hear that. That's cool. Yeah, it has a lot of awesome analog stuff but then you get people who are like oh it just sounds like another ogre album which is the flip side of that and so you know contemporary yes. yeah yeah that's cool. and i find that's a good marriage of the two definitely okay, so i guess i need to get a copy of this okay yeah wow i missed, yeah, I missed the boat on that one i'm glad I, glad i brought this up actually um yeah other than that i mean i i, I have the new megadeth i bought device i'm kind of kind of not happy with Device. It just sounds like another Disturbed album, really. I, th- I expected a little bit more with Gino from Filter being with uh, David Draymond, but it's just kind of a, another Disturbed album. So Device, I don't know. Oh, The New Garbage. We bought that. And I really enjoyed that. I, don't know. I didn't know there was a New Garbage. Right? That's what I, I said. I like that. That's what I, yeah, well, this one's actually better than the last two they did. This goes okay. back to the first one and a little bit heavier. I like heavier. Heavier, and there's definitely more industrial elements there. Somehow they just kept it... I don't know. It's just really pure sounding. I, I enjoy it. I enjoyed it backwards and forwards. I drove to uh, New York and back, and I probably listened to it three times, and it was just... It was worth it. That's a good CD, too. Um, I'm trying to think what else I've been listening to. I don't know. You got anything else you've been listening to? You turned me on to a few things. Lately, it's been a lot of local bands. Uh, there's good. a show coming up. One of my friends is the front man, Ken Ketchum or Ken Vermin for Four Stroke, and they have a CD release coming up. So I've been listening to their new album, uh, Work Today, Pay Today, Drunk Tonight, over <laughs> and over and over. And they're uh, co-headlining or support for um, a reunion act, which is before my time as an Ottawa citizen, um, Sewer Rats. And I bought their album and I they're amazing as far as like hardcore-ish punk I like it a lot cool that sounds so yeah, really yeah Sewer Rats and Four Stroke yeah we'll see if they have any interest in letting me play this stuff or coming on you know I'd gladly you know with you of course if you want to you know introduce them or whatever you know, I'm always up for new sounds and things that we can't get here I mean we, we me, between me and Arvin we probably span the globe of our well what the tri-state area yeah, and yeah. moving on to California and New York and all that I mean, just, yeah, we need some new stuff, I think. So, yeah, I, I'll trust you with that. Cool, yeah, I'll see. I'll, I'll, I'll talk to one of them and see if they want to come on. I'd like to get some tracks at the very least because I think you might like it. And there's one, uh, Sewer Rats, Drunk on Your Blood, is just my favorite song. It's kind of vampire-y, <laughs> so of course I like it. <laughs> you think? Uh, cool, all right. Uh, well, I'll look forward to that. Cool. And, and again, thanks for the book, too, because it's just really, that was uh, such so refreshing. I sat on the trolley and let, I mean, I, on my way back from work, read the last page. I'm like, this sucks. Now I don't have anything to read that's going to hold up. However, I have to bring up something. What I, My current read, after, right after you, something you just read yourself. Uh, Nelson, I was just going to say, are we, <laughs> we're going to stay in the realm of absolutely no spoilers and talk about Nelson. Nelson W. Piles, yes. Uh, was it Demons, Dolls, and Milkshakes? 
milkshakes. Yes. Yes. Dolls and milkshakes. Yes. Amazing. Um, yeah, I'm halfway through, so don't give anything away. Um, we nope. can't actually. He said it was cool nope. to talk about it. I, I wasn't okay. supposed to say anything about reading it uh, until you read it. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, all I can say is you think you think Nightface would look good on the screen and translates well to screenplay. I think that Demons, Dolls, and Milkshakes is screenplay material i, I t- love it yeah i told him that today and it's something arvin when you get your hands on it um yeah. you will enjoy because arvin should create the um create stitch oh my gosh yeah um no spoiler. yeah <laughs> go ahead I'm sorry. i can't say anything i know we can't, can't say, say a damn anything. thing because the book doesn't come out until september so okay okay yeah, we got yeah. advanced copies and it's so worth it i'm glad you enjoyed it like you did that was really nice that write-up you gave him too he's very excited about that it was every i, I could have written more you know, I really enjoyed it that much. My favorite part about the book, which I can't, it's not a spoiler here at all, but I get to a certain point and in the back of my mind, there's a little voice saying, this is kind of a YA thing. This is kind of a YA novel. It's got, kind of got YA treatment. It's not a young adult novel because there's this one part where it just, that gets blown out of the water. And I like that a lot. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it is just that. It is about demons, dolls, and milkshakes. Uh, <laughs> he even told me where the characters. I actually know some of the people as real people. Um, oh, I shouldn't say that, but he did base no. them on people that we knew in Pittsburgh. No, in Pittsburgh, I should say knew. <laughs> Whoops. But yeah, no, they're still around. Some of them. Um, but cool. yeah, the that girl cat. Oh well, he he, saw, he got that. The model, the muse, was uh, the girl from uh, the girl who kicked the hornet's nest, and you know the dragon tattoo chick. Oh really? But the originals. Okay. Yeah, just but now that's just brief. I don't. That's all I'm going to say. No more. I can't really say too much more. He might get mad that I even said that. I don't know. Who knows? But he said I can There's talk about it. There's an after-hours version of her, because she's so hardcore. Yeah, 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 yeah. Definitely, definitely. I'm glad to hear that you enjoyed it like that. that that's cool that you're open at and, and, you know, that, that write-up. He's just, he's tingling all over with that one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's he should get used to it, because I'm pretty sure he'll have some more on the way, because it's just, it's well-written, and it's well-delivered, and it's a, a fun concept, and it's scary. And it's great, actually. I liked it a lot. Yeah, definitely. Well, I, I guess that's... Unless you have more on Fade to Black, we have to close the session of Wax Teeth. We went off the beaten trail, as usual. Um, because that movie, again, it, it was it was good for what it was, but you can't talk about it too much, really, because it, it was just that. The guy recreating the movies in his head and killing people doing it. and Surprised he didn't kill as many... Well, there were a few people that got away that surprised me, I'll just say, but... Yeah. No, the the my favorite scene in the whole thing is when he's dressed up as Dracula, like <laughs> yeah. surprise. Yeah. Yeah. But when he he busts in on the shower. Yeah. The psycho with scene. Her. Yeah. Yeah, the psycho scene is actually the the best scene in the whole film. I I wish that that sort of thing that the way that they had that in the Butch Cassidy scene, yes. they were really so dark and so tense and so well done and having the the film references just woven so well. Yes. If the other references would have been woven as well, it would have been a real, real hit. <laughs> I was just saying goodbye to, to Heather and her, her friend that came with her tonight, and it was his first time here. We, you know, we, we always bring you know people into new people come in while we watch these crazy flicks. Am I right, Arvin? Oh yeah. There's yeah, always yeah. somebody new that, and we're like, oh god, this person is never going to come back. We're never going to see this person in my house again. <laughs> this guy, his name's Shane. He goes. I love the movie. <laughs> He's like ready to watch it again. <laughs> well, high five, Shane. Yeah. Breakfast. You may hear from him or meet him sometime. But yeah. Just. Yeah, so you turn, you're turning us on to some weird stuff. You know, all these movies that we've seen, 
Possession's the only one that I've that I actually saw prior to us talking. But um, I I have never heard of Fade to Black or. Um, We've got to choose something that you dictate because we can do Eyes of Laura Mars at any time, really. Well, I mean, I don't know, Arvin. That really opens doors. I mean, that's like. You do. Mm, okay, uh, I'll give it some thought. Wasn't there some thought last time we talked that you, either one of the Blob movies you didn't see? Well, it was Heather that hadn't seen. Heather hadn't seen. Yeah. Uh, I think like the she hadn't seen. I think either of them. But, but, what about you, Lydia? Are you all, all blobbed? Am <laughs> I all blobbed out? Well, I haven't been blobbed in a while. Um, uh, but you know all of them, and there are three. Yeah, I know from when I was a kid. Okay, so I haven't watched them in so long that I could rewatch them. Hmm. I, I don't know. We should give that. I don't know. We'll, we'll think about that. We'll definitely think about that. And you try to find some bands for me. We gotta get some new music on the show. Not that yeah. I don't have any, but I want some sounds that we can't get. Sure thing, no yeah, problem. I it. As always, it's great talking to you. Um, I'm glad Arvin could be here too. And yeah, likewise. It's nice yeah, yeah. that we had a good round table today. Yeah, I like absolutely. That. Yeah, it gave another movie justice and probably should have got a little less attention. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. All right, you. Well, thank you again for your time, Lydia Peaver. We'll be talking again soon, and uh, keep writing, man. Please. Oh, I'm gonna. I want to get this one finished so bad because I think that the storyline is actually gets pretty cool. I, I hope you'll enjoy the sequel too. So yeah, I want to get it out so you can read an advanced reader copy. Oh, I would be honored. Honestly, I just got chills on the back of my neck just then, and, <laughs> and I'm not drinking. So that yeah. And you haven't read it yet. Real Yay. chills. Real chills. All right. Cool. Well, I'm going to say goodnight to you, Lydia, and uh, take care, and, you know, let's do this again sometime. Awesome. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, let's end on a weird note. We're going to play a recording from Heavy Radio, Miss Heather Taddy's band. She's not happy with how the recording came out just because it was, you know, very, very analog, so don't don't blame the recording. Uh don't blame the recorders. Blame the recording. I happen to like heavy radio, and this is Plastic Bubbles.
Welcome to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing, where we harmonise your mind, body and soul. I'm Amanda, your sound therapy expert. And I'm Stephen, the curious explorer uncovering the mysteries of sound. Together we explore vibrations, frequencies and the power of sound therapy and tuning forks. Discover ancient wisdom, reduce stress and tune into a healthier life. Subscribe to Tuning Into Sound Wellbeing today. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production.